Chapter Four of Vassar Studies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Vassar Studies by Julia Augusta Schwartz. Chapter Four Heroic Treatment. The gaslight in the gymnasium was just bright enough to illuminate without crudity the lower portion of the lofty apartment while leaving the rafters in picturesque obscurity it was the night of the halloween revel a rustic ball given to the freshmen by the seniors girls everywhere maidens wearing calico gowns and scoop bonnets were frolicking with suspiciously fair-faced farmer lads in overalls and flapping straw hats through an intricate and original dance of which the principal features appeared to consist of swing your partner and sachet everybody rose-cheeked grandmothers playing chaperone with prim gray curls under wonderful caps were constantly deserting their posts to frisk through a dance at the request of fierce long-haired cowboys sombrero in hand and artless gretchens with muslin kerchiefs and flying braids whirled about in the arms of gaily plumed indians or visited the dusky booths where bent witches mumbled fortunes from under tangled black locks having run up from new york for a day at the college i had slipped over to the gymnasium eager for a glimpse of the well-remembered merriment as i stood in the doorway the remarkably handsome young farmer who was calling off the dance waved her baton in gay welcome during a pause between numbers when the attentive swains having raided sundry tall cans of lemonade shiny new dishpans full of peanuts and a barrel of apples were hovering about their sweethearts in mimic masculine devotion fanning them with big hats plucked off for the purpose the leader came threading her way through hilarious groups to a seat by my side isn't it fun she exclaimed with color glowing and dark eyes shining looking at her as she sat on the lower step of a ladder in rough blue jeans with a scarlet necktie askew under a negligee collar and a rather battered straw hat pushed back on her classic head i thought of the picture she had made the preceding week in a box at the metropolitan wearing a low-cut gown of ivory satin is it more fun than grand opera i asked grand opera is not fun she answered it is pleasure and the difference between fun and pleasure pleasure plus a mirthful atmosphere yes the difference lies in atmosphere here there is a light-hearted joyousness arising from the presence of so many young irresponsible creatures don't call them irresponsible i know that some of them are trying to carry the world on their shoulders but to-night they are all children aren't they enjoying it no need to be a wallflower no envying no jealousy no vanity give me a room full of girls as a recipe for fun who is that little thing dressed like a baby with the big eyes and lace hood and long white frock i inquired as a young girl passed with a shy glance at rachel that oh rachel had bowed graciously and with an expression suggesting uneasiness was watching the ingenuous face light up happily with a smile and quick blush that is a little friend of mine well no not exactly a friend she is one of the freshmen and rachel was following the pretty figure with a disquieted gaze hero worship is good for boys a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder healthy admiration and it need not hurt the normal girl who keeps her nerves steady with bicycle and basketball but this child is the dreamy kind she is wasting her energies in thinking about me does she know you only superficially not enough to feel any genuine affection it is pleasant to be liked but it is uncomfortable to be idealized and it is dangerous for her she is very young yet oh i beg your pardon haven't you had refreshments you shall have a gallon of red lemonade 
when next i visited the college i found the seniors gathered in their softly lighted parlor for the distribution of valentines on the chairs on the window ledges on the floor everywhere were girls in dainty light gowns with eager faces and tongues busily exclaiming while the class president standing by a deep basket which overflowed with white envelopes of every size was reading the address on each when the chatter and flutter and laughter over bright verses tossed to and fro had begun to subside as the girls drifted out into the corridor i caught a glimpse of rachel walking slowly toward her own room noticing that her hands were filled with valentines i asked if she had received any from the little freshman her eyes clouded the child has sent me seven she answered and each one means a dissipation of time and thought and energy in the writing it is wrong hero worship still yes admiration imitation that is not bad ah but add emotionalization she cannot think of anything else while i am in sight at least that is what she says she blushes when i speak to her and mopes when i forget to smile what remedies have you tried expostulation that she has great ability and such an abnormal unnatural feeling must hinder the growth of that ability that she should keep her heart and soul open only to the actual and to the real i never suspected you of anything like that well rachel made a wry face it was not easy and after all it accomplished nothing except to give her an opportunity to explain how any one can be a lover of the beautiful without loss of manliness oh me with a long sigh at the recollection and then i essayed the effect of ridicule and she withdrew into herself brooding in an introspective way she has and haunting me with big hurtful eyes now i am practising indifference i ignore her and the result rachel held up the packet of verses i have her on my conscience because i was really very nice to her at first before she took it into her head to fall down and worship why not encourage her to become acquainted with you as you actually are rachel looked amazed wouldn't that make her worse visual familiarity oral strangeness the great aids to idealization in love i quoted and you think that it might cure her to discover that i am not what she fancies me to be you might experiment rachel stared at me solemnly for a full minute at last i shall certainly try it she said at the end of the following month I was again at the college for the last hall play of the year. As Rachel was chairman of the committee, I saw her only for a hurried greeting in the dining room, and later on in momentary glimpses of a flushed face at stage doors. After the curtain had fallen on the last scene, there was a fluttering of students toward the ecstatic congratulations, kisses, and excited laughter. Rachel as manager received her share, standing tall and handsome in the center of an exulting cluster she came down into the auditorium with the little freshman stepping radiantly beside her the child impressed me as shyly well-bred although once or twice she betrayed abstraction by failing to reply to several remarks which i addressed to her the frankly admonitory manner in which rachel called her attention to the oversight indicated that a degree of intimacy had already been attained later when rachel and i were alone together rachel brewing chocolate at her tea-table and i at ease in a basket-willow chair i opened the subject well my companion glanced up quickly you should have seen her stare when i sneezed now rachel reprovingly rachel was lifting the kettle lid to watch for boiling bubbles she did not like it to-night when the girls came around to congratulate me she turned away her eyes anything set upon a pedestal ought to be out of reach i no longer discuss fashion except when she is out of earshot and as for slang 
she is better than a system of fines i don't play shinny on the ice any more i used to hippity hop down the corridors when nobody was looking but she has an unfortunate habit of unexpected appearances does she venture any criticism that depends on your definition of the word but she watched me once march my best friend upstairs by the ear and i saw her face she seems devoted still clinging to hope however i have great expectations that she will succumb when she notices how crookedly i pin my collar sometimes i invite her to my table for dinner not often though for i am pretty hungry nowadays has she ceased to dedicate verses to you she has taken to prose excellent rachel was pouring the chocolate she raised her eyes to mine i wish she began what i inquired but rachel did not answer founder's day several weeks later tempted me to the college for the fourth time that year all the morning the main building was throbbing with preparations for the reception of the evening girls were everywhere some furnishing the ordinarily bare corridors with rugs and divans chairs and cushions others adorning the parlors with flowers draping curtains and arranging artistic nooks still others were banking palms and ferns in the entrance hall and on the platform in chapel or directing the disposal of sculpture brought over from the hall of casts rachel in demand as usual for her executive ability was superintending the process of clearing the great dining-room for dancing at one time i spied the little freshman standing in the doorway with her arms full of wild cherry blossoms for the decorations her eyes were seeking rachel who just then having twisted her head to get the effect of the rose and gray drapery being twined about the pillars was unmistakably squinting the child turned away with a wistful trouble in her face that evening as i was sitting among the groups on the staircase watching the panorama of shifting clusters and couples which thronged the halls and parlors below rachel's small admirer slipped shyly into a place beside me she did not speak much seemingly absorbed in the changing play of color light and movement and wooed to silence by the music of a waltz presently i found myself following her glances through portieres to rachel holding court in a corner of the first reception room she looked unusually radiant apparently inspired to a pitch of becoming vivacity by the circle of admiring masculine faces my companion was surveying the scene with an expression of vague discomfort finally she murmured half to herself i wish that people did not care for admiration why i don't know maybe it is because she looked up at me almost pleadingly it suggests vanity everybody desires to please do you think so then after a pause did you see the juno ludovisi recalling that face of magnificent disdain i glanced toward rachel glowing with the pleasure of the moment yes i have seen her i replied why do you ask oh nothing a few minutes passed wordlessly then a low-voiced comment the men seem worried and some of the girls are thinking about how they look i caught a glimpse of rachel holding her head high as she swept into the dancing-room with the consciousness of many eyes upon her it requires a strong nature to endure without detriment the possession of physical beauty i ventured it requires a stronger nature to endure the lack of it the girl was leaning her cheek against the banisters with a tired sigh i have been wondering if moods are a sign of weakness i mean yielding to moods strength is superior to elation or depression i remembered occasional unsmiling periods in the history of rachel's days how about cleopatra's infinite variety why yes i never thought of it in that light only i never exactly admired cleopatra as an ideal character 
again a silence dreamily listening to the music and pleasing our eyes with the gliding scene below gradually i became aware of a subtle change stealing over the little freshman an expectant stiffening of posture and a conscious expression in her eyes rachel on her way upstairs with the cavalier paused for a word everything is going off beautifully the floor is much better than last time and there is not such a crowd don't the girls look pretty loveliest gowns oh see there below the clock that ridiculous red mother hubbard intended for an empire presumably what a specimen after rachel had passed on the child spoke softly i know that girl in red she thinks the gown is beautiful she helped her mother make it she sat with her chin resting on her hand her eyes wide open gazing at nothing maybe we would not make fun of anything if we understood everything later somebody told me that it is a mistake to idealize anybody but suppose that she really is an ideal character another stillness then i wish that i understood everything not until commencement week did i yield to the indulgence of another visit to the college reaching the ground in time to witness the monday morning game of basketball played for the edification of the alumnae who had graduated before the advent of that entertaining pastime or shall i say pursuit i was invited to share the protection of rachel's parasol the scene was one of those most distinctly characteristic of the place a broad sweep of level lawn hemmed in partly by the curving gardens backed by shadowy pines and hemlocks firs and spruces and partly by a semicircle of tall yew hedge ranged over one of the grassy courts were the players in the dark blue gymnasium suits with bright hued neckties and collars the spectators formed gay clusters of color here and there overhead arched the blue sky softening mistily above the evergreens among the players who had been enlisted promiscuously from the different classes i noticed the little freshman fair with orange tie and ribbon on flying braids skipping gracefully through a few waltzing steps while awaiting the signal for the game to begin at rachel's beckoning gesture she came bounding lightly toward us after a blithe welcome to me and bright fun bandied with my companion she exclaimed now you must both shout for my side and help us win i will cheer for you i promised but i suspect that rachel won't the seniors are to play against you and she is too loyal not to shout for them then she must shout for both sides laughed the little freshman slipping an arm around rachel and tilting her pretty head contentedly up at me because you see we're friends end of chapter four